Welcome to the Careers for Net Zero podcast. As always, I'm Holly Taylor from the Energy Efficiency Council. And I'm Anita Talberg from the Clean Energy Council. And we're your co-hosts for this special limited series podcast. Careers for Net Zero showcases the many exciting career opportunities available to those wanting to deliver an equitable, prosperous and net zero emissions Australia. Over the course of this limited series, we're interviewing 10 everyday Australians with careers across the clean economy, learning more about what they do, how they got there and how you can too. Achieving net zero emissions is a big job. Whether you're a student, a recent graduate or an experienced worker, you're needed. This podcast is designed to give you some ideas of how you can get involved. But before we dive in, we'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded and produced on the lands that are Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Boomerang peoples of the Kulin Nation in Nam, known to, known to us as Melbourne. The Clean Energy Council and Energy Efficiency Council respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Boomerang peoples, as well as all First Nations traditional owners, and pay our respect to their elders past and present. We're delighted to introduce our next champion to the Careers for Net Zero podcast, Project Manager Champion Sarah Hill. Sarah was recently promoted to a new role as Senior Project Manager at Hydro Tasmania, Australia's largest renewable electricity generator. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Sarah, what's a project manager? What do you do all day? So I guess a project manager is a really, really broad title. A project manager can be... um, you know, so many different things in so many different industries, but at an incredibly simplistic um, view of the world, a project manager is someone who's tasked with delivering a project or a series of projects. Um, in the construction industry, that might be the person in charge of delivering uh, a new road or a bridge or a dam, Um In the IT industry, which is where I've um, recently moved from, it's usually delivering a new piece of technology, a new system, um, something that enables people to do their work more effectively. What's a typical day look like for you, Sarah? Uh, Look, my days change um, all the time. So there's no such thing as a typical day. Uh, But the things that I have to be across all the time um, you know, is managing project risks. Um, so we usually have a risk register, whether it's in a dedicated tool or in an Excel spreadsheet. Um, we manage, you know, issues um, and whether that's, once again, just kind of tracking them or whether we have to engage with people from across the, the business to try and uh, find resolutions or mitigations. Um, it's tracking two schedules. So once again, dedicated um, scheduling tools. Um, Some people use Excel. Some people use Microsoft Project. Um, There's a a whole range of different tools out there. Uh, And also managing your stakeholders. So your engagement opportunities, making sure you're talking to the right people. Um, It's preparing presentations and making sure that kind of you've got all the right information to hand when you need it. So they're kind of the the stock standard things that I need to have on my day to day. Um, but I'll have days which are literally back to back meetings and nothing else gets done. Um, but obviously very productive meetings. Uh, I will have days more so when I was in IT, but there will be some um, coming up soon in my current role where I'm actually going out to power stations and being out in the field and engaging with the guys who are on the ground out there. Um, it's a lot of variation. 
um, opportunities to work from home as well with our flexible working arrangements on the days where it suits to do that um, and getting in front of senior execs and potentially board members and politicians where the job calls for it. So very varied, uh, which is part of what I love about it, to be honest. Diversity of your job is definitely coming through strong as a benefit. 100%. You're never bored. (laughs) So you say IT industry that you've recently moved from. You've been working for HydroTads for quite some time now, but you were in a very IT-focused role in terms of supporting IT project management. Can you give us a bit of a sense of what's changed between your old role with that IT project management versus your new, more strategic project management role? Absolutely. Um, So I was managing IT projects at Hydro for a few years, um, And that was, as I said, really focused around delivering technology to the rest of the organisation, technology solutions. So uh, I delivered various projects um, like internet-based projects, things that people were using on their their day-to-day and improvements to those sorts of platforms. Uh, We dealt with technology network projects, um, which was delivering you know, network connections out to remote power stations um, and things like that. So it was still a very broad role, um, but definitely in the technology space. And what has changed for me is I've moved now into more of a strategic delivery role with my new position. And our primary focus is around a major construction um, project or projects. uh, And we're in the preliminary business case stage which is a lot of strategic negotiations both um, within the organisation and external to the organisation. We're looking at a lot of um, financial forecasting, commercial benefits analysis, um, and it's a much more in-depth view of a lot of different areas of our organisation, as well as having consideration of what's happening politically, um, what's happening within the community, and it's just an amazing opportunity to be exposed to so many different areas. To be an IT project manager, do you have to be a tech expert? To be a construction project manager, do you have to be a construction project or construction expert? I think it definitely helps, um, but you don't have to be an expert. I think having a base level of knowledge of the area which you want to work in and having curiosity around that space is going to be an advantage. Um, I'm a huge believer in learn as much as you can. You know, anything that kind of piques my interest, I'm super keen to get in and do courses and do training and and take on all the information um, that's available to me. But I think a broader range of knowledge and skill set is more practically applicable in the project management space rather than a specified direction. Um, You know, if you're a civil civil engineer, you're probably more likely to work as a civil engineer rather than a project manager. So given the diversity of different projects that can be managed, are you effectively saying that a good pathway into project management can be just having worked in the sector, in the industry, and then building up a bit of skill over time and then finding yourself in a project management role. Um, What was the process for you? How did you become a project manager? I guess I had had a a very um, interesting career pathway. Um, I believe that I have always been 
meant to be a project manager. I'm the type of person that everyone has always gone to, to, to organize things, to coordinate, um, you know, logistical challenges um, outside and inside of work. Uh, I've been the go-to, um, but I don't have the traditional um, project management corporate kind of background of doing marketing or construction-based um, things at uni and, and going through that path. So I've had a very um, varied career. Uh, I used to be a travel agent. I've actually got a diploma of screen, so I was going to get into filmmaking for a while. Um, I did go to university. I studied arts law. Um, I did want to get into uh, law at one stage and get into copyright law. Um, as I said, I'm a learner. I like to I like to learn lots of different things, and I have very varied interests. Um, but for me, it was when I was working for Aurora Energy, which is the energy retailer in Tassie. Um, I had an opportunity to be involved in probably their largest program of work that they'd undertaken in their history um, in the role of a project administrator. Um, so that was basically coming in to support the, the program of work, support the project managers, the project director, um, and being given the opportunity to see how people operated in that type of an environment. Um, you know, it, it, just hit something in me. I went, this is what I'm meant to do. This is the path I'm meant to go down. Um, I've also got uh, a certification in change management, which is another big passion of mine. Um, I'm huge about the people side of projects and how project delivery impacts on end users, on communities. Um, so that engagement aspect is something that I take to kind of all of my projects and how I deliver. It's probably a bunch of listeners out there thinking, hey, that's me. I'm the one that organises the the 18th birthday party or the weekend trip away. Um, so they're potentially a good candidate. What other sort of personality traits or innate skills are useful to a project manager? I think if you're talking about project management broadly, so not about any specific um, industry, obviously, as I've said, you know, you can go into construction, you can go into IT, into strategy, into HR, depending on your area of interest, but just general project management skill sets are um, a desire to achieve outcomes. So if you're someone who's results focused, who's driven by, um, you know, seeing something through start to finish, that's a, a really good um, trait to have, I guess. Um, good communication skills are critical. You've got to be able to com communicate comfortably with people at all different levels. Um, part of that is about being able to give direction and delegate um, to people who are working for you. And it's also about communicating with, you know, senior stakeholders, um, steering committees. So you're going to need to be able to present in group situations um, and convey the message and the benefits of your project throughout. Uh, I guess other skills that are um, really good is prioritisation, time management, being able to juggle conflicting priorities um, across the, the length of a project uh, and maintain focus on what you're trying to achieve at the end of it. And, and what sort of training helps you to develop some of those skills or to hone some of those skills? 
That's a really great question because the range of training that you can do is incredibly broad as well. Um, understanding the industry that you want to go into helps with understanding which training pathway is going to be beneficial. If you're really interested in construction, you're really interested in um, that kind of physical hands-on type of project delivery, they traditionally lean more towards a, a waterfall-style approach of project delivery, which is kind of a more linear approach. Um, so that can help direct you towards waterfall-based project training um, and certifications. If you're looking more at IT and technical delivery, um, some of the commercial project management skills uh, skill sets are definitely heading into that agile space. Um, so you might be more inclined to look towards more agile training and development opportunities and certifications. Um, but there's a, a huge, huge range of, you know, basic skills, basic trainings that you can do. LinkedIn's got some great free courses that can give you a really good taste of what project management might look like. So I highly recommend any of the, the introductory project management courses if you think that's an area that might interest you. Sarah, earlier you mentioned that you studied arts law, wanted we're thinking about working contract law, studied that at, also did a diploma in screen, you were thinking about opportunities to be involved in the arts. You've had a pretty diverse uh, background in terms of your professional experience. For those that might be a little bit younger in terms of listeners, what are the types of interests you had when you were younger and is are those interests completely different to what you're now doing in project management or do you look back at, at your youth and go, well, I understand why I ended up doing arts law and, and, and screen, um, but there's also bits of I clearly was destined to be a project manager when I was young. Yeah, definitely. Um so in school, I really excelled in subjects like drama and English, um, anything that was uh, a little bit more in the creative writing space over creative space. I'm, I'm not necessarily that artistic, um, but opportunities to, to show some creative flair uh, was absolutely where my head was at in um, probably high school. Uh, and that's where I aimed to go with my career pathway. Law was a bit of a, a diversion, but it was an interest. And I think that creative aspect and the ability to convey a message um, both verbally um, as well as, you know, being able to write, obviously my writing styles change from creative to a little bit more corporate, uh, but that's definitely helped along the way. Um, but I think it's just that ability to do a lot of things at the same time and manage a lot of a lot of different thoughts and a lot of different um, activities all at once has just yeah project management kind of found me I think. I'm sitting at home I'm listening to you speak and I'm feeling completely overwhelmed you've talked about waterfall you've talked about agile you've said that there's a whole range of training and pathways that people can use to get into this career can you give me the simple version? What should be the first places I should look at um, in my search to take those first few steps towards this type of career? Look, I guess I'm prime example of try a lot of different things and see what fits. Um, 
I think project management is a career that very few people identify early on in life. I know it's not something I was even aware of as a career when I was coming through school. Um, you know, it was going to be a, a teacher or a um, plumber or a fireman or something that has a very, very clear pathway to how to get there. Um, I highly encourage anyone who's coming up through school who's not sure what they want to do and, you know, some of the things maybe stand out to them and go, yeah, you know, that that kind of appeals, um, jump in and try stuff. Try lots of different things. Experience a whole range of careers um, because all of that knowledge and all of that experience can only help you hone those key skills um, and will drive you kind of into the right pathway. If you're sitting there thinking, yep, project management sounds like me, definitely start with LinkedIn. Um, and if there's a area that interests you other than project management, so whether it's, you know, you're a little bit technical, um, you're a little bit more practical, you're hands-on, if you've, you know, if you've got an interest in dam construction and renewable energy and, then and move all that to Tasmania. Sort of cool stuff, uh, well, definitely move to Tasmania. Um, but if there's employers that appeal, reach out to them and ask what project management approaches they take. Um, reach out and ask what sort of development pathways they have available because I guarantee the majority of employers, especially in the renewable sector, will be more than happy to have a conversation with you about how you can find your pathway into that, um, that business or that industry. And they can also direct you towards what sort of um, approaches they're taking in their business. So if they are a, a waterfall delivery um, business, as I said, jump on LinkedIn, um, do some initial learning. If that continues to appeal, you can do formalised training, get a certification in project management, you know, and keep knocking on their door until they give you a job. The great news is, is we've got so much renewable energy to build, so many networks to build, so so many carbon removal projects, so many buildings to retrofit and rebuild that there's just so much project management opportunity. And I think critically throughout this chat, we've been talking broadly about how project managers are basically used across the whole economy. But of course, you're a careers for net zero champion. So I'm really curious to ask you, what's the role of project managers in the clean economy and why is, why is it so critical that we have people like you managing projects to get us to net zero emissions? That is a great question. Uh, I think it is, it's a big question, but the really simple answer is we need people who have the, the control over these projects to make sure they're delivered ideally on time, on budget, to a standard. There are so many wonderful blue sky thinkers out there who have these amazing ideas and these wonderful visions, but without the people in the industry who can take those visions, solidify them and actually deliver them, you know, we're going to be spinning wheels for a while. So a critical job because you're right, there are blue sky thinkers out there that go, sweet, we can get to net zero emissions, we're going to roll out X, Y and Z technologies but if we don't have people actually overseeing the projects and, and critically to your point of uh, where possible, on time, on budget and utilising the resources that you've got available for that project is so critical to doing that. Along the way, 
Sarah, have you come across particular people that have supported you with your journey and your professional development? And what's some of the the nuggets that these people have provided you that have, you know, given you the strength and confidence to continue to develop within the clean economy? Look, I've been incredibly, incredibly lucky with some of the mentors I've had along my journey. Um, I've had a number of people in businesses that I've worked in who've kind of seen skills in me that um, maybe I hadn't quite identified yet and they've helped me to grow and develop. You know, I I was really fortunate at Aurora. um, They did see potential and I was put through some training courses while I was there. So I did my change management certification um, through Aurora. I also um, did a diploma of leadership and management, which included a project management component to it. Um, which was kind of the start of my formalised project management training. And that was all on the back of um, some of the more senior people I was working with seeing uh, a a pathway for me um, and encouraging me to continue uh, down that road, which is how I've kind of got to where I am now. The real key nugget um, of advice that I got at one stage in my career was when I was in a redundancy situation, my job wasn't available there for me, um, there were a few other opportunities within the organisation, um, but they weren't weren't quite in the direction that I wanted to head in. And one of the ladies in HR at the time, um, she took me aside and she said to me, you need to leave. You know, you're a great operator, you're a great person, but you need to leave to progress. That you, You've got to a point here where, you know, you're in a bit of a box you have the opportunity to for your career to really take off. You've got the skills to take off, but you need to do it somewhere else where you can kind of show your skills and, and show your ability. Um, and at the time, I thought that was a really hard piece of advice and I was kind of a little bit, little bit hurt by the insight. But the reality was the next step in my career was the one that really took off for me. Um, and really gave me all the opportunities. So I think if you're feeling um, a bit stuck where you are now, if you can see opportunities elsewhere but you're a little bit fearful of taking that next step, take the risk. Um, You know, there are so many amazing opportunities out there at the moment, especially in the clean economy. I mean, obviously I work for Hydro. I'm a, a huge advocate for working in renewables. Um, but there are so many opportunities and there are going to be even more coming up in the clean economy. So if you see that project management um, or any other... We've got engineers, we've got policy advisors, yeah. they're doing project work as well. Like, if there's a so career many pathway that is appealing and you don't have the opportunity where you are, take that step, take that leap um, because so many employers will help support your development and, and support you through that pathway. You've worked in tech, construction, all in the energy space, quite male-dominated sectors. Um, Hydro Tasmania is known as an inclusive and quality employer, so I imagine there's been a lot of support for you. Um, How do you find, you know, in a project management role where you, you know, telling other people what to do and when to do it essentially to make the project successful, um, how do you manage that um, gender imbalance in your role? Look, I think there have definitely been times where it has been more challenging being a female in my industry. People are just generally more comfortable um, with male um, 
project managers, with kind of uh, male managers in general in certain areas. Um, but I think that's definitely changing. I think the equality um, perspective of a lot of people within a lot of industries is is shifting. It is evolving, um, and we're seeing a lot less of you know female females maybe not taken quite as seriously as they have been in the past. Um, at Hydro, we do have a number of female executives. Um, we've actually got quite an even distribution of female to male executives and having it at that senior level definitely helps set the tone for the rest of the organisation um, and it's something that I think is, you know, a real standout for, for working at Hydro. But I wouldn't ever see being female as something that would hold me back and, I, you know, I'm all about progression. I'm, I'm always kind of looking for the next opportunity and, and how I can learn more and, and do more. I think there's a great tip in there for um, people going to interviews for potentially for project management roles in the clean economy. Ask the question. Ask how many of your senior executives um, are women and, and what does that balance um, because obviously that drives the culture down through the organisation. So I think it's a great tip there. It's also really wonderful. Obviously, we've got a bunch of uh, female champions, you know, we're 50% of the population. We need to make sure that we're 50% of the, the workforce. It's really great to see that not just our women champions, but also our male champions are really talking about how much diversity, equity, inclusion um, matters. Obviously, it matters generally. It's, it's enabling us all to live in a better world, but that that capacity to have better outcomes for organisations. And, you know, critically, I imagine as someone that has been working for a little while, when you're looking at opportunities, you're not just going, will I enjoy this job? Will it challenge me? You're also thinking about culture. So when, you know, obviously you're very happy at Hydro Taz right now, but when you've changed jobs in the past, we've obviously got a lot of younger listeners. What advice would you give to them about thinking about how culture um, and how values, how they can incorporate culture and values into their jobs? Look, I think there are two key considerations when you're going for a new job. I think the first one is well, sorry, no, there's three. The first one's remuneration, right? You've got to make sure that you paid what you're worth. The second one is around opportunity. So you need to ensure that there is a future pathway for you in an organisation because it's highly unlikely that you're going to walk into a job and that's going to be your job for the rest of your life. Like make sure there is a progression pathway there for you um, and that they encourage that progression and, and development in the organisation. And the third one is the culture and the employee value proposition, you know, feel free to ask what the, the businesses, um, their purpose, their vision and their strategies are. Ask what the benefits are, what the, the vibe is and try and get a feel for it as much as you can in the interview room because at the end of the day, this is something that you're going to be waking up and doing, you know, potentially five days a week what, 50, 48 days a year roughly. Um, you know, that's 48 weeks, not 48 days. 48 weeks. Uh, 48 weeks, thank you. In case there's any young people <laughs> listening thinking there's some magical job out there where you can barely work and they pay you like sweet big bucks, unfortunately oh, nice, it doesn't it? exist. But this, this feeds into your point though. You're going to be there for a really long time and you're making the point that you want to make sure that it is aligning with your overall values. A hundred percent. You know, you want to wake up every day and feel motivated to go to work. 
Um, you don't want to wake up every day and hate that you have to drag yourself out of bed and go to an office and talk to people you don't want to be around. Like that's one of the biggest drivers of people being successful is liking what they do and where they work. Which is a critical question for you. Why does Hydro Tasmania, why does working in renewables, why does working in the clean economy align with your values and, and your personal culture? Um, look, I think I've, I've said this a few times throughout these interviews. I feel really lucky. Um, I genuinely do. I think I'm really lucky to be in Tasmania, which is a beautiful state of Australia. Um, you know, we are a very clean, green state. Um, we have achieved net zero in Tasmania, which is really awesome, um, all renewable generation. And I think there's a lot of uh, pride that comes from being just Tasmanian in general, um, but there's a lot of pride of being part of that energy generation in Tasmania as well. And the future interconnection that we're we're looking at, um, and how we integrate with the, the NEM, the national electricity market, um, and the part that we have to play in the clean economy going forward, um, has potential to be huge. And being being a part of that, even just a, a tiny small part, is really exciting and really rewarding. Um, and Hydro is just a a good company. I enjoy working for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little pitch but uh yeah they um do also have some really amazing programs to get new people into the industry um so we have what they call apprentices um we have interns we have a lot of different um ways to get into the organization if you are just coming out of school um as well as obviously people who've already developed their career and are looking for opportunities well if you haven't convinced our listeners to to be tempted by a career pathway into project management. I think you've probably sold relocation to Tasmania to most of our listeners. So well done for the tourism aspect. Look, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, your experience. Um, what's really clear, as you know, we've heard with a lot of these interviews, is that you bring a passion to your role, you bring a purpose to your role, um, and it's such an important one to actually deliver the things that we need to deliver. We can't have all the bits and pieces moving independently. We need people in there that can see the end point, can see how to get there and can bring it all together um, smoothly. I'm sure there have been lots of mishaps along that way with your project management, um, but you learn from each of those and you develop and, and the next project is delivered more smoothly. So thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for taking the time to be our champion and to help um, tell the story of a career in a clean economy. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure and I'm always more than happy to chat project management to anyone who's interested. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sarah. Cool. Thank you. The Careers Finance Zero podcast is proudly brought to you by the Clean Energy Council and the Energy Efficiency Council. You can learn more about Sarah and how you can become a project manager and other clean economy careers at careersfornetzero.org.au. Get the latest Careers for Net Zero episodes delivered directly to you by subscribing to Careers for Net Zero on your preferred audio provider and by following our socials at Careers for Net Zero on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And if you want to give us any feedback or ask any questions, reach out to the team via email at careersfornetzero at eec.org.au. Tune in next week for a discussion with another champion to learn more about their career journey and how Careers for Net Zero can help you find your role in Australia's clean economy.